Maisie Lott, and I have never seen any of the Marvel movies. I'm Tim Bridge, and I've seen every Marvel movie more than once. Each week, we watch uh, a Marvel movie in order of cinematic release and discuss our thoughts. I have a million questions, and Tim has a million and one answers or uh, at least springboards for a discussion. And this week, we are discussing Thor. We got Thor. We get. We finally. We're kind of extending out, branching out a little bit, a little bit less tethered to Earth. Um, yes. We're kind of seeing that this is a universe. I was uh, into this movie. Yeah. I'll be real with you. You liked it? Yeah. Let's I, let's top top off uh, preconceptions about Thor. What do you? What did you know about Thor before this? What were you thinking? We were going to see out of Thor. If just based on the nothing that you know about it. What do I not know? I mean, what is okay. something that I know nothing about? Yeah, Um. so clearly last week we discussed that I confused Thor with King Arthur mm -hmm. in the Excalibur sword. But I just have to say, after watching the movie, I wasn't totally far off. Like, no, only no. one person can take that yes. weapon out of a rock. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, we got to talk about the cast. This cast is star-studded. Except yeah. for Kat Dennings, because she sucks, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we got we got hot takes right off the bat. Yeah, not, a, not, um, a, not a KD fan. Not not a big, not big on the KD. Uh, uh, but honestly, like, this movie, plot-wise, just kind of eh. But I, I enjoyed watching the spectacle of it. It was quite a, uh, a Cirque du Soleil of uh aesthetics yeah there's like a lot of pretty people and a lot yeah. of like pretty costumes and effects and stuff like that it's yes. it's i mean it's it felt it's definitely interesting you i mean you'll see moving forward what the thor stuff is that just how kind of self-serious the movie is yeah. while also being like Hey, whatever. Anthony Hopkins is in his nap time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he gets a literal Odin sleep. He gets a word for that. I want some Maisie sleep. And I'm going to put that on my Google calendar so that no one interrupts me during my Maisie sleep. We all deserve our own individual name sleep. Uh, you shouldn't have to be the all father in order to get that. Maisie sleep. TM. Maisie Must sleep. Must be TM. 18 or older. Check or money order to call. <laughs> okay, uh, but so, did you know? Did you know anything about uh, about Thor? Really, uh, like truly nothing. Was it um, just? Did you know yeah. about that he had a hammer? That he was the god of thunder? That you know? I think uh, I think I had learned that at one point in my in my boyhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the we're hammer. Gonna boyhood, like, we're gonna watch Boyhood in the middle of. Great, because that's in the, middle of these the movies, origin we're just story. It's an origin for, story for, for Catwoman, Hawk. <laughs> for Hawkboy. Oh wait, also okay, we'll get there. We'll get I, there. You know what I'm gonna say? <laughs> and we're jumping ahead of the game. Um, so I knew about like, okay, in Anchorman, he's like great Odin's Raven. So I know that, and then I knew that Odin and Thor were like <laughs> Norse mythology, right? Am I, am, that is is, is very... that wrong? No, that that is not wrong. That is correct. Um, and they even had uh, a little scene in ancient Norway uh, in the beginning yeah. of the movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, by Great Odin's Raven, uh, spoken by Anchorman. By Ron Burgundy. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> basis for, of knowledge for the mythology. I don't know much about Norse mythology. I don't think I didn't know much about Thor when I first saw this movie. I have a distinct memory of seeing this movie in theaters. I think this was the first 
Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that I saw in theaters. I did so, I skipped out on Iron Man's. So a uh a movie that I'm extremely familiar with that I might be able to school you on that we okay. might be able to connect on this is um, Frozen. Okay. Has yeah. a little bit of Norway. No, is it Norway? What's the fjord? Do you know where the fjord is? Have you the seen fjord, that movie? I think the fjord's in Nor in Norway. Yeah. It okay. has it it has a J in there where right. you're thinking why is there a J there? So that's Norse. That's that Norway. That means it's Norway. Got that it. That means it's Norwegian. Yeah. So that's the same universe. Is all I'm going to say about that. Same universe. Yeah. We're, when Elsa cr crosses over into the Avengers, it's a it's crazy. It's okay. So crazy. Uh, so there's like icy bridges in that movie and icy bridges in this movie, and she she has like the power to make icy doors. And he's so a frost. He, she's a frost giant. She's she, that's the, her origin story. It's that she's part frost giant. Yeah. That that checks out. Yeah, those frost giants, man. I have things to say. I have things yeah. to say. Somewhere between the White Walkers and Darth Maul. Yeah, it's like a an odd mishmash kind of uh, character design. Yeah, not yeah. not fun to look at. Um, you mentioned the cast. I do want to talk briefly about the cast. Um, a pretty famous image that has gone around the internet uh, recently is a the announcement for the casting of Thor and Loki. And it was, I think it, it might've been a Variety article or a Hollywood Reporter article. And the author of it was just like, they're really making a mistake by casting these no-name actors, Chris Hemsworth and Tom wow. Hiddleston. And this movie pretty much, you know, launched their career. Like, like yeah. this is how we know them now, frankly. I, uh, I watched Cabin in the Woods recently and that has... Hemsworth in it is it that the same is, one this, it's the same one it is, same it is guy. The Thor that you saw yeah great great okay so yeah let's just talk about the casting yeah right off the bat we get Stellan Skarsgård who my computer mm -hmm. <laughs> autocorrected to Stellan Skateboard Stellan Skateboard in the literal same outfit he wears in Goodwill Hunting oh my god yeah we got a nice <laughs> we got a nice tartan scarf uh he's again he's, a scientist he's beiged out <laughs> Yeah, he's beige. He's beige. We got uh, Natalie Portman giving me Dorothy Ann vibes from the Magic School Bus, which is very niche to basically oh, okay. say that one girl who's like, according to my research, I know that's a deep cut. If you know it, you know it. If not, do you know who I'm talking about? She's yes, like I know blonde... exactly. That's, that's brilliant. That's a great yeah. callback. That's a the, really good reference. She's the know-it-all blondie who sits in the front of the bus, who's always like, God, okay, I didn't want to talk about it. Um, and then Kat Dennings, who I have thoughts on. I'm not going to be mean about it. I've never liked her, whatever. It's okay. Um, Tony Hopkins, are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Tony yeah. Hopkins, who narrates this in a very similar way to how he narrates How the Grinch Stole Christmas starring Jim Carrey. He, he narrates narrates the Grinch like uh, uh, the snowflake realm. So I, I felt very at home listening to Anthony Hopkins narrate There's this a lot, movie. There really is a lot of, of parallels between children's film and what they got going on here. Like Ice and the Frost Giants and the Grinch and- uh, Yeah, yeah. Tony Hopkins, I, I like him whenever he's in like a big budget movie because he's not in it for a lot in this movie. And he's doing a lot of just either standing or but just go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And, and I honestly, love that for him. He's an old man and he's like, yeah, if you want me to play dress up, I'm going to 
I'm going to take a nap for most of it. As long as it counts for SAG after a credits, I think you're golden. <laughs> I will play Odin in your Thor movie, but I am contractually obligated to be canonically asleep for half the <laughs> film. <laughs> I got to get that into some of my contracts. I got to get a lawyer-run retainer to write that into <laughs> any future work contract I have, which is great because I'm going into medicine. Tom Fiddle Six whose Tom eyebrows six, yeah. are better than mine in this movie. There's something very, he's very clean looking in this film. I don't know if you yeah, picked up on that, but very I clean. Think it's just, I think it's just he's young, 12 years younger than, you know, now. And he very much is, yeah, he looked, it was interesting looking at him yeah, for the first what? time. Was that Why weird? Was is that so a weird, weird thing to say? Well, that's the thing. He's so, uh, everyone else in the movie, well, uh, let, let me back up. Like Thor and Odin and like the brothers three or the, the fraternity that Thor is part of are all yeah. kind of like, oh, well, first of all, also Thor in one of those brothers three is the ghost of Christmas present from all of the Christmas Carol with like the big, big red. That's a niche cut also. Yeah. Big red hair, ghost of Christmas present, whatever. Anyways, so everyone's got a little bit of like grizzle to them. They've got five o'clock shadow and long hair. And then you have uh, Loki, who's very just like clean. Beautifully uh, manicured, just, just manicured, hairless, lasered off. Gotta yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, and with just slicked back hair, like he, he, he. I'm sorry, he looks evil. They did a good job. Yeah. There, there's a distinct. There's no way that kid was gonna grow up. Like when they show them as children. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, he's already a greasy looking little motherfucker. Like yeah. that kid's gonna be a problem. The national treasure of this movie. God, national treasure. Uh. Is Idris Elba as the yes. gatekeeper? Oh my gosh, yeah, Heimdall, so good. The 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 keeper of Heimdall. Literal no emotion in his mm -hmm. voice, so monotone. And as someone who studied Alexander Technique in college, I loved every second of it. Yeah. Um, You'll see more of him. And then I also sure. good. I like that. And then also, I just think that the Maleficent-esque headgear deserves its own casting <laughs> nod because of all of the There's hats, so many hats in the movie. and horns and, and, uh, and, and jutting out it's masks. It's, it's a it's a absolute cavalcade uh, of crap. Yeah. Do we want to jump to the plot? All right. Let's do it. Let's walk through the plot. Uh, two physicists, Jane Foster and Eric Selvig, and Darcy Lewis, an intern, are in the New Mexico desert working from the van while conducting research on an aurora borealis type phenomenon. Suddenly, a large tornado lightning storm develops and they drive toward it to investigate. The van hits a man from inside the maelstrom and they stop. They find a man, a well-built blonde, semi-conscious. Uh, so cold open here, pretty cold. I loved, I loved Stellan, I loved Nat, but hated Darcy because she, I have a preconceived notion about her from not liking her on Two Broke Girls, but then also in this movie, she's like, I totally know CPR. Like, did you kill him? Like, don't hit him again. And I'm like, okay, you're pulling like the feminist experience back from to 1950 with this shit, man. They're definitely doing a, you know, we are two experts with our bumbling assistant uh, yes. kind of trope, but it it doesn't, I'll agree that it doesn't work. And I have bad news about Thor 2. Um, uh oh, <laughs> in that bumbling uh, idiot sense, I kind of just wish it was, you know, uh, Josh Gad as Olaf, but go ahead. Okay. So note for this movie, first note for this movie. Should have been a snowman. Should have been a snowman voiced by Josh Gad. Okay, <laughs> yeah. great. 
965 AD, Odin, king of Asgard, wages war against the frost giants of Jotunheim and their leader, Laufey, to prevent them from conquering the nine realms, starting with Earth. The Asgardian warriors defeat the frost giants in Tomsberg, Norway, and seize the source of their power, the Casket of Ancient Winters. Which Sounds like my as... ex-wife! Oh my god! <laughs> the Casket that... of Ancient Winters, just like her That's... cold heart. That's a joke so good. I you I wish it was in one of the Iron Man movies. <laughs> uh, as I as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they once called it the casket of ancient winters in the in the film. So they this did is not. news to me that, that that the ice box that shoots the ice beam, Mr. Freeze, uh, is the casket of ancient winters. They, I would have liked them to say that. Yeah, they definitely referenced a casket, and I was like, okay, we're we're stealing dead bodies. I guess this is what this movie's about. <laughs> There um, was a lack was of like, clarity a yes. little bit to the plotting. Yeah, I yeah, would have liked to hear that, that part. The casket of ancient winters. What's it do? It just shoots ice. Uh, yes, yeah. And can make winter go. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. That took that. All right. Yeah, I would want to. I would want to prevent that. That's what happens here on Earth. Yeah. Earth, with an F. Yeah, I don't know if you know about Vermont, but um, the it's a real casket of ancient winters <laughs> yeah. up here in, in January. <laughs> you know what else is a casket of ancient winters? Say you with me, my ex-wife. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. All right, enough of that. I get one of those per episode. You are allowed. Uh, okay. In the present, Odin's son Thor prepares to ascend to the throne of Asgard, but is interrupted when frost giants attempt to retrieve the casket. Against Odin's order, Thor travels to Jotunheim to confront Laufey, accompanied by Loki, childhood friend Sif, and the Warriors Three, Volstag, Fandral, and Hogan. We love to see it. It's, yeah. it's your three best pals from college. Just your like, three best pals. <laughs> Just, <laughs> They do have that vibe. They really yeah. do have it. And one uh, of them is also extremely well manicured. I think they refer to them mm -hmm. as like Robin Hood, Xena. Oh, and like a and kind Jackie of Jackie Chan. Yeah, that was a pretty racist. I found yeah. that. I was like, was okay, Xena. She is dressed in, as an ancient warrior. Okay, Robin Hood. He's got like a out. sword. He's got like a clean beard. Jackie Chan. Yeah. That guy is an Asian person. Yeah, that's that all. That's the only. Uh, that yeah. there was a cringe moment there for me as well. Okay, did not like that joke. Uh, ensues until Odin intervenes to save the Asgardians, destroying the fragile truce between the two races. There's uh, this is a pretty big action sequence. Um, yes. I thought I uh, really get to Thor gets to show off his might and the might yeah. of his hammer and his powers and such. This is certainly the first instance we get of like the Thor is an arrogant yes son, prodigal mm -hmm. son returns. No, no, that's not what it is. Uh. But he's like the party boy wants to fight everyone. Like, bro, let's fight. Very like every frat party I've ever been to has this guy. Yeah, he's it's a punching walls <laughs> and like competing in beer drinking contests. And that's an and he literally does that later. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, for Thor's arrogance, he uh, Odin strips his son of his godly power and exiles him to Earth as a mortal, accompanied by his hammer Mjolnir, now protected by an enchantment that allows only the worthy to wield it. Okay, I got some questions. Please, yes. Why would he, why wouldn't he just keep the hammer with them 
with the fam on the planet that they're on. Why does he? Mm. Why? Go ahead. Why does he send the? So he banishes Thor, but he with also banishes the hammer. Yeah, I I agree. That is a that is a good question. I think it may have been a fatherly test of okay. You will be worthy again, but you must learn this lesson. I am Odin. Uh, but Odin. also, it's kind of dumb. Like, that's mm -hmm. a powerful hammer. Just keep it in the... Yeah, or like, banish it elsewhere. Yeah. Put it in the closet with all the Christmas decorations. Um, but important uh, for it to just kind of be the hammer is representative of Thor's power. Yeah. And whoever is worthy uh, and is good, you know, good-natured, you know, yes. self-sacrificial... Uh, shall be and not an arrogant prick who wants to, you know, genocide an entire race of frost giants. So it's moving the plot forward, and for that answer, we give it props. The answer, simply the, the the quickest answer to that is because the plot it yeah. needs to be there because he needs the hammer later. And also, if it wasn't there, then we wouldn't get our Stanley cameo of Stanley driving the Ford fifty two yep. pickup truck. Nope, fifty two pickup is like hard game. Uh. Ford F-150. like Ford 52 <laughs> pickup. <laughs> That's a card game. Um, we got to pick up, pick up 52 cards. Uh, but no, Stan Lee drives the, that's the Stan Lee uh, uh, blah, cameo is he is driving a pickup truck to try to get the hammer out of the crater in which it lands. I did like that. The, the very sort of working class, it's New Mexico and it's yeah. just a small town. Uh, probably a lot of, you know, the hard laborers. Uh, and they're like, hey, you found a fucking hammer in the desert. Do you want to get a pickup truck trying to pick it up? And they can, oh, can get it out of the dirt. <laughs> I'm not doing anything tonight. Oh, do you want to get grab a six-pack? There's people with just like yeah. six-packs of beer just like, let's go down and try and see who can lift the hammer. Yeah, That's, yeah. That absolutely would happen in America. That's Yeah, I mean, also, okay, this is a, uh, I'm going to take a little left turn here. I was recently re-watching The People versus O.J. Simpson. Go the American, the American Crime Story series, okay. sure. and during the uh, during the Whiteboard Bronco chase, people mm -hmm. have the TV up, but the the TV's always up, but it's on, and they're watching it, and they're like grilling burgers and dogs, having beers and partying. So it's yeah, like watching the, the watching the Bronco. Yeah, yeah. They almost got OJ. Flip. Yeah. Do you like yeah. yours medium rare? What do you? Exactly. Do you see the connection here? Yeah, absolutely. They're partying. Trying to watch the impossible. Like this is a serious thing. This is a yeah. <laughs> the juice. Hell yeah. Okay. The juice is loose. The it's juice loose. is loose. Uh, and then we <laughs> uh, the, the film kind of pivots because we've it's been pretty, it's been pretty you know space, yeah, space magic and and ice giants and then uh, we do a whole lot of fish out of water in uh, in Earth. Oh yeah, and there's some there's some funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. They got yeah. some good shit. Thor lands in New Mexico where astrophysicist uh, Dr. Jane Foster, Darcy Lewis, and Eric Selvig find him. The local populace finds Mjolnir, which S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Phil Coulson soon commandeers before forcibly acquiring Foster's data about the wormhole that delivered Thor to Earth. So we get Sweet. S.H.I.E.L.D. connection, uh, you know, connection back to the previous movies. Phil Coulson, who we saw in the two Iron Man movies. Who Thor at some point refers to as son of coal. Son of coal. That's which I think is hilarious. Joke. That's a very funny joke. I yeah. did like that quite a bit. But yeah, how do you feel about Coulson? We're getting to know we're we're seeing Coulson a little bit more. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I usually think of him as kind of uh, like a good guy, but like, you know when you know when corporate makes your boss really like level-headed and like the corporate we of like we're just trying to foster a community environment and come to this corporate training with us um that's what i'm getting from phil colson in this movie he's a little bit more i would not say evil but he's like a little bit more like gotta stick to the rules pal yeah like there's yeah. a there's regimented we gotta yeah. we're not allowed although he does just let thor go uh, yeah <laughs> which was yeah. A, i think was a weird I think it's uh, also just because of the word wormhole, it is time for a, my favorite segment of- Here we go. Is this medically possible? Um, with, a special <laughs> with a special edition uh, this week, is this physically possible? Is this physically possible? We're talking wormholes. We're talking uh, a, a guy in a in one area. We'll say in one of the nine realms. Uh, it, we'll say it's reality. We'll say it's on a planet far away. Wormhole. How do we get Thor to Earth from Asgard? Scientifically, physically, what are we talking? Yeah. Okay. So this is this like Einstein idea. What what is it? An Einstein bridge or Einstein um, bridge? Yeah. Yeah. They something do, like they, that. They mention that in the in the film. They mention. Yeah. There's another bridge. dude in there, and I I'm. It will. I don't know. I don't know his name, but it's Einstein and someone else. So I don't. I got to give them credit. But it's this idea of like I like to think about this as like a subway station almost. Like you go in at one time in one location, and you come out at another time, at another location, and possibly in another dimension. So it's obviously very theoretical. It's this like link. This is, uh, in my mind, it's a very nebulous and like intergalactic Lisa Frank bridge. <laughs> or like the, rain <laughs> the, the rainbow connection kind of thing. Uh, Pretty basic, yeah. It's very theoretical. It, it kind of syncs up a little bit with like this theory of relativity that Einstein had going. So. It's, Einstein it's, Rosen Bridge, by the way. Einstein Rosen Bridge. Okay. I looked it up. Uh, sorry about I did that. Not, Rosen. I, I didn't. I didn't. I just want to clarify. I didn't remember. I looked <laughs> it up. I didn't, okay. I cool. That's not a thing that's in my knowledge base. Um, but I actually thought that uh, just like the fact that they're doing like research on this, it's it's a, incredibly hard to prove. I mean, you can't really. Yeah, it's hard to prove, but I thought it was cool that they. Uh, included that in this, in like the nine realms idea and stuff. No, so the sciencey wyancey stuff that Jane Foster's working on, there's a basis for that. It's not just like, uh, it's not just I, like she's a moron, you know, that lucked out because Thor does exist, you know? Right. Like, so, I mean, like, I don't know if the word basis is right because it's so sure. entirely theoretical that we, if it does exist, like humans don't even have like the mental capacity to comprehend what that is. Oh my um, God. But something... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm Harrow, gonna have that's a, a harrowing a, sentence to hear. I I uh, I'll spend my afternoon just kind of like dreading thinking about this. No, it's it's just like one of those things that you just you're like, what the actual fuck? Um, one thing I did kind of hate about this movie though, and I I respect it for what it did try to do here, but when Thor takes her little notebook and like draws out the realms for her and is like, this is how it works. I was like, oh, there's a white male explaining to a woman yeah. that her research isn't enough. And like, I understand he's a god or whatever, but like, <laughs> just like, 
scribbling all over her nice moleskin that she's probably I mean like this was the notebook that she had stolen from the shield that he team. got back for her that so he got he, back so for her like, I did this for you now let me I'm gonna yeah. color all over it <laughs> yeah like that's if if you know like some freshman came over to me and told me how the Doppler effect worked on my MCAT studies wa walked up to you and just like are you using this whiteboard with all these equations on it yeah. let me just erase this real quick to yeah. write e equals mc squared yeah thanks chad for that <laughs> thanks okay. thor you need to start yeah. saying thor thanks, instead of thor. chad we're, we're replacing chad with thor now yeah and also just a quick little call back to our friend goodwill hunting on a on a chalkboard with as a janitor and yeah. solving things there's oh, another no. white male, but there's no females <laughs> solving science. Okay, proceed. Thor, having discovered Mjolnir's nearby location, seeks to retrieve it from the, the facility that S.H.I.E.L.D. has constructed, but he finds himself unable to lift it and is captured. In this scene, we also get the MCU debut of, say it with me, Hawkboy. Hawkboy. <laughs> yes, sir. Hawkeye. Hawkeye is, is his name. Hawkeye is his name, and he yeah. is not... Nathan Fillion, and not he <laughs> is not Martin Short. He is uh, the the fabulous Jeremy Renner. Um, he is Jeremy Renner. I thought this was a cool little intro. I remember watching it in theaters and being like, "Is that Hawkeye?" Uh, like having known like kind of a knowledge of of comics. Okay, uh, so this is actually this is actually a question I have. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's talk a little bit about, does this line up with the comics? And mm -hmm. then also, uh, I was watching it with some people and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's Hawkeye. And I was like, how are you supposed to know that? Was I sure. supposed to know that? No, no, no. If you okay. don't, I mean, you're not supposed to know. I don't think, I think that there's a lot of stuff that they drop in here for like, Oh, you're a fan of the comics? Bah, bah, bah. Here's this little yeah, yeah. thing. Like you get like there's stuff in the background when when he when he's walking through the chamber that has all the relics, there's stuff in the background there that are like comic book related oh. things. Like there's there's the eye of Agamotto, there's uh I think in Thor 2, there's the Infinity Gauntlet in there. And there's they they're they're just hints. You don't know what they okay. are, but they're they're little hints for the So I might need to do a little rewatch. Is what not, you're nece saying. not necessarily I, I think that these are just like little easter eggs more than anything okay but uh for hawkeye i think you're supposed to if you have no knowledge of the comics you're supposed to know that this is a bow and arrow person who works yeah. for shield and that the cia is now employing archery as a means yes. of defense best best i think best part of his cameo is before you even see him you see someone run up and and and, and start to grab a gun and then they see the bow and arrow and they grab the bow and arrow instead. Oh. And canonically, that's really funny because Hawkeye's a bow and arrow guy. Why was he considering the gun in the, in the yeah. first place? When like, it's like, so that your... was an exposition kind of thing. Oh, it was like, hey, here's the bow and arrow man from the comics. Uh, yeah, but that's Jeremy Renner. He had a, it was definitely cameo. Uh, but you will see him in the Avengers. He has a Sweet. big role in the Avengers movie. Uh, but he's not able to, he's captured, he's not able to lift an, another action scene where he's just beating the shit out of a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and then he can't lift a hammer and, uh, and is captured. Uh, with Selvig's help, he is freed and resigns himself to exile on Earth as he develops a romance with Foster a little bit. That, that felt a little forced, only yeah. because 
she, Jane, was like so like flirtatious and like coquettish, mm -hmm. very ingenue, and like she's obviously a, an astro friggin' physicist, but mm -hmm. here she is like bumbling over her words, not knowing how to clean up her dang kitchen. And then also like Thor isn't giving anything back to her. Thor is like the football player who's like, oh, thanks for your notes for math class. Like he doesn't <laughs> give her like anything. There really is, like, it's, it's, it's very, uh, I think this is a, a phenomenally image-based yes. relationship where it's just like they, and they lay heavy on this of the like, Look how hot Thor oh, yeah. is. Thor is yes. incredibly hot. Yeah. He's very he's regal. Uh and that's it. He doesn't he's not like and then he sacrifices himself kind of. Yeah. Oh, do you want to know a funny story? Please. Okay. So my my significant other and I ha each have a list of 3 people that if if the opportunity were to arise that okay. we would be okay with the other one. Uh canoodling with and on his list is you're cheat you gotta you gotta what's it called it uh cheating, cheating is that list yeah yeah it's <laughs> our hall pass list hall pass that's what i was thinking of but yeah it's called it's it's called cheating yes <laughs> it's called yes. not yeah. so for him it's it's uh it's um maggie no what's her name phoebe bridgers and <laughs> maggie, then maggie gyllenhaal <laughs> she's honestly she's probably on that list oh Catherine Hahn is on that list for him wow that's and, that's a good one and then um Maggie Rogers is that her name the singer what's her name Maggie Rogers she's like if you believe me now if you leave the light on I'll leave the light on let me look this up so, really I quick. do not know I do not know music I'm not a music person what's her name because uh, Maggie, Maggie Rogers. Rogers is very possibly like like someone I went to college with or something. Yeah, her name, yeah, no, her name is Maggie Rogers. Okay. But on but on my list is uh Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob, the big oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh, <laughs> the lead singer of Vampire Weekend as Hurricaneg, but yeah, he's yeah. he's like all with Rashida Jones and I wouldn't want to step on her toes with that. And then Thor. Sure. Because Thor. Chris Hemsworth, he's, he's Chris Hemsworth a, Thor. yeah, he's pretty chiseled in this. He's, I mean, he's that shirtless scene that he has. I'm like, that's it's, it's unfair. Mar it's marvelous. It's it's yeah. it's, oh, uh, it's mar marvelous. Marble columns. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, that's they play on that definitely. I mean, throughout the movies, yeah. Uh, the that Chris Hemsworth is just an incredibly attractive man. There really is no way around it. Yeah, I I didn't want to think he was that handsome. I kind of wanted to be like, no, I'm better than that. But I, I was drooling, and like yeah. he could he could wink, <laughs> and I'd like he could wink, and I'd be pregnant. Like that's what's up. So to your to your earlier point about. The relationship not seeming earned or realistic or, or felt feeling a little forced uh counterpoint have you looked at how yeah. hot that man is <laughs> now i'm gonna i'm gonna say it was thorst not forced Whoa, but also it? let's be real natalie portman is also incredibly smart in this movie and in yes. real life i think she like maybe went to an ivy league and she's is also harvard, beautiful yeah. she's yeah. harvard educated yeah yeah, but it would suck if, like, in real life, if she was just like, I don't know about comics. Uh, go sports. Like, if she like sucked, you know what I mean? She kind of famously uh, does did not like being in these movies. I think there Is was she in more than one. She, she yeah, she's in Thor two, 
And she's going to be in Thor 4, actually. It was actually announced Thor that, she's coming, four. that she's coming back. Thor Love and Thunder uh, is the name of the fourth Thor movie. That um, is my favorite ACDC cover band. There you go. <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder? Yeah, no, it sounds it's goofy as hell. Um, okay. But it's actually kind of funny thinking about where the Thor series is now because it's very comedic. They've, they've really leaned heavily on... Chris Hemsworth is a really funny guy too. Yeah, he's got uh, he's, some good timing in this. He's got some good comedic timing in this, and but he's still super serious. They go way comedic in the yeah. future, uh, but not in the next one. But we'll talk about that. Loki discovers that he is Laufey's biological son adopted by Odin after the war ended. Uh, Loki confronts Odin, who wearily falls into the deep Odin sleep to recover his strength. Loki takes the throne in Odin's steed and offers Laufey the chance to kill Odin and retrieve the casket. So Loki, this is Loki, you know, this, th this is that, that, that shady kind of magician looking guy yeah. that you were, that you saw on your Disney plus and immediately yes. asked me a question about first episode. This yeah. Is we him. This is, we had to we know who Loki was. My grandma's best friend is, was named Loife and it was spelled the same way as this as guy. Laufey. As Lassie, as the, so as the king of the frost giants, the king of the Darth Maul White Walkers. Is that what the they Darth, call, are called? They're called mm. Darth Maul White Walkers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. Also, wait. I feel like Loki is. I mean, yes, from Norse mythology, but also like consistently is the name of like this mischievous person. For yes, instance, tri the trickster god. I.e., I. I, I, I the mask. The, you're about I was talk, the mask too. You're talking about yeah. Jim Carrey's The Mask. Yes. Yes. yes the sequel. It is the yes. mask of Loki. That is. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Loki's mask. So. Oh, um, oh, in the first one and the second one. Okay. Yeah. Because the second uh, one's so, Son of the Mask. Okay. Second one, Son of the Mask. One of the worst fucking piece of shit movies that have ever been made. Yeah. But we Loki is literally in that. The idea. Uh, I, who's it? Who's he? Oh, it's um, Alan Cummings, plays um. In return, in return in of the son, mask. In son of the mask. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? I no, Loki is absolutely uh, a sort of popular culture god of mischief. Yeah, that's what he is in this movie. He's the god of mischief, uh, and, where and Thor is the god of thunder. I was, I was kind of expecting him to be more fun as the god of mischief. Like mm -hmm. having known, like I was, he's gonna play tricks on people and put Vaseline on the toilet seat, but um, <laughs> you know, the, you know, usual prank stuff. Uh, and like a lot of people name their dogs Loki. I feel like I've heard that name for dogs a lot recently. Yeah, Loki's fandom and fame. Like okay. he's got a rabid fandom in the MCU. And I want to say it, I don't believe it started with this movie. I think okay. it started with the Avengers movie that he- Okay, because uh, I'm not on board with Loki yet, but it seems no, to yeah. have a cult following. Okay. It is pretty, it is pretty, um, yeah, he's, he, I, I think he's kind of just fine in this one. It does feel, I, it's hard to talk about without like talking about the future movies like bluntly, but yeah, they do. This movie is pretty bones, like skin and bones. Yeah. Like this is these are who these characters are. They definitely play up that he's evil, and he he gets an arc. I guess uh, is all yeah. I'll say about it. There is this is the beginning. Okay. He's, a, he's bluntly an evil person, but movies in the future may change will okay. change your opinion of him i believe cool um because in this one he is kind of you know clean as hell and evil yeah. as fuck and wants to commit genocide and it, you know 
why are people fans of that? Well, yeah. this is a You'll this see. is one of those wait and see. Hey. Buckle up, baby. Sif and the Warriors Three, unhappy with Loki's rule, attempt to return Thor from exile, convincing Heimdall, the gatekeeper of the Bifrost, the means of traveling between worlds to allow them passage to Earth. And I think the word convince here is not carrying, not really. I mean, they just walk up to him and are like, hey, we're going to, we want to go to Earth and get Thor back. And he's like, okay. No, no, no. He's like, I can't sure. do it for you. But Whoops. if I step over here and not look, <laughs> you can do it. Oops, I left the sword in on accident. Yeah, yeah. We can, now <laughs> you can go to the, bi- the Bifrost. Uh, there's also a scene, it wasn't mentioned in the Wikipedia, but um, Loki visits Thor uh, on Earth, Midgard. As, as he's uh, getting questioned by As he's getting Coulson. questioned by Coulson, Col- by son of Cole. <laughs> and he does, he, he gives him like a, like a whole, uh, dad's dead yeah. and it's your fault and you can't come back. Love you, you but piece of see shit. you later. So uh, he has been lied to. That's a trick. Yeah. That's a trickster god kind of trick. Is That's he straight up lied mischievous. Mis- mischievous. Mischievous. Mischievous <laughs> is my drag name. <laughs> um, this is probably a good time for me to tell you uh, what I thought the ending was going to be. Yeah. So around the- now, you, you're you, the. Uh, when did you predict? I guess like what around yeah. what time? Um. Yeah, I think it was like right after the scene with Loki uh, telling Thor what was going on okay, um, yeah. when he was being questioned by Phil Coulson. Um, sure. So if you're just joining us for this episode, I pause the movie halfway through uh, and try to guess what the ending is going to be based off of what I know. And this is what I wrote down at this point in the movie. Uh, it is as follows. All the brothers and sisters, i.e. the the gentlemen three and Xenon, Xena, Xenon. Xenon Dis- is equal. <laughs> that movie with that blonde girl on Disney Plus, on Disney Channel. Okay. All the brothers and sisters are going to realize that Loki is up to no good and will kick him out to Earth, question mark, and try and get Thor back. Loki is banished to New Mexico where he has to work as a waiter. Thor realizes that he is <laughs> Thor realizes that he has left his hammer in New Mexico so the sequel is the band of brothers getting the hammer back. <laughs> I think I would have preferred that frankly. I think that sounds like a pretty good like uh sequel. I think that's Loki cuz Loki in this movie does have kind of big bartender energy. Yeah. Like 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 but like at a fancy place where like he's wearing a vest, like a the shining bartender. Yes. And if you invite him over to your house for cocktails, he's like, Oh, you don't have essence of elderberry. How are we gonna oh, enjoy your, our gin your, and tonics? Where's your punta mace? Where, where's yeah. this Quantro oh. is is garbage. <laughs> if you didn't let this red wine breathe for three hours before I got here, I don't know what what I'm doing here. Okay, Loki the jackass bartender. We love to see it. Loki the jackass bartender. Loki the jackass, like in Jackass, like Jackass, the Jackass yes. movies. Loki the I'm jackass Johnny bartender. Knoxville. I'm Tom Hiddleston, and this is Loki the jackass bartender. <laughs> it's just them throwing <laughs> bottles at him. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, so that didn't happen. That um, wasn't the ending. 
yeah uh, the 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 brothers three what are they called god what are they even called the three musketeers the, the warriors three the warriors three the brothers three what are we calling brothers uh <laughs> they are not related they're clearly not related um kappa sig kappa sig they're brothers they're fraternal yeah. brothers and lady sif yeah <laughs> we are the she's fraternal brothers and lady sif and she's in uh she's in kkd no that's country car deli i that's think not, the, uh, that is a, <laughs> that's not that's a restaurant like where like we alpha, live. like alpha beta like gamma kappa 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 or no, that's not one that isn't one because i don't know be, any of them. i don't know any of them oh what am i supposed okay. to know well if you if you were asking me my opinion <laughs> um the lady warrior is probably more of like a gamma phi beta no okay. she's she's pi fi probably because she like okay. she's like athletic and fun but she's also a team player like she's not solo she's family mm-hmm. and then i think that the brothers three or whatever the three musketeers are probably more like kappa sig kappa sig okay because they know how to have fun and they might have been kicked out of a few universities <laughs> <laughs> these guys seem nicer than that i'll i'm, I'm gonna defend them <laughs> okay kappa sig okay Okay. Um. <laughs> they have like they're the kind of people that have like a full on, like upholstered couch, on a outside <laughs> on their lawn. Do you know what I mean? There, I do. I do want to point out a really a, the scene that that gave me a belly laugh watching this because I haven't watched this in a while. So like I know I'm familiar with these movies. I watch these movies, but I mostly watch like the more recent ones if okay. I'm doing a rewatch because I I don't know I just haven't what revisited. But I, the thing that got me belly laughing in this was the scene where the three of them, the three of them and Lady Sif are just chilling in a room and the, the, the Gimli one is just like housing food. Oh yeah. And yep. he's just like, uh, we, we have, the guy gives him a plot summary. Loki is king, Thor is banished, and you're sitting here eating four ducks, six flagons of ale, yeah. have you and no shame? And he's it, like, do not mistake my appetite for apathy. It's the funny. I laughed and laughed and laughed. And that was that's a, yeah. Oh, I loved that. That was a fun. I lo- I love any kind of because they're that guy's goofy as hell. The yeah. big one. He's got like lovely, luscious. He's like a Pantene commercial, right? <laughs> the hair is gorgeous. It's, it uh, looks great. He just, it, that's, he's the guy, he's like the best man at the wedding, you know? Everyone wants yeah. him around. He's going to make yes. the toast. He gets like a little bit too drunk. You can convince him to do anything. He's, yeah, no, he's my guy. And like the, the Robin Hood one, I'm like, did you really have enough time to, to like scoop your mustache up on the side and you're trying to save the universe right now? He's not saving the universe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How are you criticizing my man for getting a, for stress eating when you are stress grooming, yeah. sir? How yeah. dare you? I'm against and, okay, that. so in the grand hotel of this movie, we have Loki as the lame, I mean, like the, the fancy pants bartender. And yeah. then we have, um, you know, Robin Hood here as like the, the hotel barber who has nice fancy beard oil <laughs> and is like the opposite of a Sweeney Todd, like a good barber man who maybe even gives you a slice of pizza, not makes you into one. Oh, he, doesn't slice, he doesn't slice your throat. He slices a nice, a big old a slice. Shave. Okay. Yeah. Uh, aware of their plan, Loki sends the Destroyer, a seemingly indestructible uh, indestructible automaton, which we see for like two seconds earlier. It destroys yeah. the Frost Giants when they come in. Um, 
to pursue that pursue them and kill Thor. The warriors find Thor, but the destroyer attacks and defeats them, prompting Thor to offer himself uh, instead. The destroyer is a is I thought it was so cool. It's just a straight yeah. up robot that shoots fire from its face, and it like and it can jing, jingle around and oh, like yeah. and like shape shift and stuff. It's, and it's it very can't die. It can't can't die. It, and say it, it with me, die. just like my all right anyways yeah the destroyer is pretty cool i think it's really cool i thought i mean that was like one of the yeah that was runner-up for national treasure behind uh idris elba i thought like even destroyer even though even though it's evil and bad i thought it was like sick i thought it was really cool awesome cool uh i do like the little line when it lands and the agents are like is that one of starks Oh yeah, and yep. just like oh, that guy never tells me anything. And yeah, yeah. Hey Stark, what's up? And then the face starts to open, and he's like, ah, oh, it's it's gonna be a man in a suit. Nope, it's coming to shoot fire out of its yeah. face at you. But also, like some of those lines in the last two movies were a little bit forced about like connecting the universes and stuff. Yeah. But I actually felt like. Yeah, I would probably assume that that was a Tony Stark robot too, because it looks like. So I didn't feel like it was forced. So I appreciated yeah. it. There's, yeah, it gets a bit more smooth as it yeah. goes along, uh, yes. as they really establish a universe. They like, they. I don't know if you saw at the end credits. Obviously, there was a post credit scene, but at the end credits, it says Thor will return yes, in the Avengers. In the Avengers. And so this movie, uh, if I'm recalling correctly a little bit before this movie, they confirmed that they were making the Avengers. So okay. it was a thing that they teased. They were like, hopefully we can make this. We'll put, you know, Nick Fury in a, a yeah. post-credit scene and we'll say that we're building a team. But it wasn't until this movie that it was just like, yeah, we're making it. It's happening. Yeah. We're doing this. Let's go. Yeah. Warriors uh, struck by the destroyer in near death. Thor proves himself worthy by his sacrifice to wield Mjolnir, the hammer returns to him, destroying, uh, restoring his powers and enabling him to defeat the destroyer. Pretty cool little, uh, little clink, 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 getting the armor back on. Uh, he creates a big tornado yeah. by spinning the hammer a bunch. And, and uh, I also don't think I'm wrong for thinking that this character, Thor, was in Super Smash Brothers because there is a character in <laughs> Super Smash Brothers that does that. That's that that makes a tornado and flies. Well, there's like like he swings a hammer around and then he punches it down on the thing, and everyone has to pause for a second. Am I, I might be making this up. You are. I, you, I think you're making this up. I don't. This you're is, speaking with such confidence. <laughs> this I'm speaking for with a lot of confidence for for a video game that I only ever watched my brothers play. <laughs> I didn't have enough controllers at least 15 years ago. I'm not wrong for thinking Thor was in the, the Nintendo game from the 90s. I'm, how dare you? <laughs> uh, kissing Foster goodbye and vowing to return, he leaves with his fellow as guardians to confront Loki. Uh, got, a, got a smooch. We got, got a, a smooch, smooch in this picture. Uh, we've had smooches in all of them, I think. I think we've had a smooch in every movie. Um, I don't know, did we have a smooch in, in Iron Man 1? Well, he smooches some uh, like hot babe reporter. reporter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we have pepper pots at the end of the last one. Okay. Yes. Uh, in Asgard, Loki betrays and kills Laufey, revealing his true plan to use Laufey's attempt on Odin's life as an excuse to destroy Jotunheim with the Bifoss Bridge, thus proving himself worthy to his adopted father. 
Uh, have a double whammy. The, yeah, did you see this one coming? No, I didn't. That yeah. was uh, that was like a. I had to pause and be like, wait a second, what? Because that was like a double whammy, a double like betrayal almost. Even though like, even though the first one wasn't like a, a totally a betrayal, like the second one was like, oh, you're gonna be fucked by like the other universe guardians of the galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> this is this kind of felt a little Shakespearean, actually. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that's what they were definitely going for. Like very um, Titus Andronicus. Oh, hundred percent. The yeah. Betrayals and family and father and I'm I'm less of a son and uh, quest for power desire yeah. for throne. Cetera, oh, okay. I'll just say this because this is my this is my theater major upbringing. But sure. Titus Andronicus, there's a there's a um, Julie Taymor directed a version of Titus Andronicus just called Titus with Anthony Hopkins mm -hmm. and Alan Cumming in it, and uh, it's a very similar. Um, aesthetically to this like kind of that like german expressionism like yes. bad camera angles but like anachronistic like <laughs> like a stone masonry meets like vogue futuristic uh fashion and stuff so mm -hmm. very shakespearean and like a double double backstabbing moment so uh proceed uh, no you mentioned the uh bad camera angles pretty famous pretty uh famously yeah. in this film the amount of Dutch angles that is that uh, what they're called? They're called Dutch angles when when the camera yes. is just a slightly askew uh, and just like diagonal almost, where you're like you kind of yeah. feel like it, you make it makes your head tilt a little bit, just being like, wait a minute, is my am I in the right spot? He he over uh, Kenneth Branagh is kind of famous for an overutilization of Dutch angles. Wow, that's uh, cool and you to can know. Fe you can feel it in this movie for sure. Yeah. Like that's just the most average scenes where it's just like yeah. panning over like a soldier like walking through the and it's just like why is why the fuck is that in yeah. Dutch? What are you saying? What are you doing? Are you just trying to be like look at how weird it all is? Yeah, and it's like it's more of an angle than it needs to be. Like it's more it's a, it's enough of an angle to like make you uncomfortable, but it's I thought it was kind of out of place because there's such a huge like like the juxtaposition of like this uh this otherworldly realm versus like dusty new mexico like it's already there you don't need anything to like reestablish that things are different in these two universes you could play a lot of parallel you, i think that with how asgard is so sort of uh you know angelic and like otherworldly yeah. uh you could do a lot with symmetry there if you keep the fucking camera straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that he just doesn't uh, do here. Uh, I, I I do like this movie. I do think it's you know pretty good movie, but I don't know about Branagh being the uh, selection for director here. I and... I forgot about that because I know you mentioned that, and then I forgot about that until the final the, this when they rolled the credits, and I was like, oh yeah, Richard the mm. Third, like this <laughs> this guy with probably some Shakespearean influence. Oh, also for the listeners at home, please do not confuse a Dutch angle with a Dutch oven, which is when you fart under the covers and keep it in there. <laughs> Don't Thank do you. that. Thank Don't. you for clarifying. That's just a note from our sponsors. Listeners. <laughs> All right. I don't want to hear any of you being like, oh, I'm just doing a Kenneth Branagh when you trap your significant other under. I don't want to hear anyone, any one of our <laughs> listeners saying, which is it? The Dutch angle or the Dutch oven? I'm sick and tired of getting comment after comment after comment on social media. 
of <laughs> is I've it said Dutch it I've said it a million times. <laughs> so he uses a lot of Dutch ovens in the movie. Uh, <laughs> it's a real stinker of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor arrives and fights Loki uh, before destroying the Bifrost, Bifrost Bridge to stop Loki's plan, which strands himself uh, in Asgard. Odin awakens and prevents the brothers from falling into the abyss created in the wake of the bridge's destruction, but Loki allows himself to fall when Odin rejects his pleas for approval. Very sad. Very, he yeah. just wants his father yeah. to respect him and yet he's fucking evil so yeah that was i was like this guy needs to get his priorities straight because i don't think he even knows what he wants in his heart mm -hmm. and i'm sure over the course of the next 20 films <laughs> he'll get there to the point where he gets his own disney plus series okay great uh thor makes amends with odin admitting he's not ready to be king meanwhile on earth foster and her team search for a way to open a portal to Asgard. The film ends with Thor uh, and Heimdall uh, watching out over the broken rainbow bridge, seeing Jane Foster attempting to contact Thor again. Seeing seeing Jodie Foster. Seeing Jodie Foster. Jane, it is Jane. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Jodie yeah. Foster was great in this role, I thought. It was really yeah. great in this movie. Um, she and Anthony Hopkins really great tension between those two say the sexual tension between yeah jodie foster <laughs> as what clarice what is her name in that movie clarice yes yeah okay that would be great oh man that would be great just just i'm i'm just an agent i'm just an agent trying to do my job <laughs> is that a is that a good jodie foster <laughs> i was i was feeling more of like the holly hunter vibe with that that sounded like <laughs> mr incredible's wife <laughs> Dash, dash. Oh, it did, it's now. Okay, I'm just doing Owen Wilson. Oh, God. Dash. Bob. Wow. Bob. <laughs> Robert Parr. <laughs> wow. You're incredible. You're incredible. Wow. Okay. In a well, post Okay, I'm actually seeing the, a lot of overlap with Holly Hunter and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh oh. I could probably do a Holly Hunter. That's a bad oh, sign. Okay. Uh, I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm gonna try and do it. Bob, this family, Bob. <laughs> Dash. Dash. Violet. I need I need you to run as fast as you can. Okay, no, that's that was <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. It's there. Thank you uh, for teaching me this, and also I'm sorry. Uh, in, a, <laughs> in a post credits scene, uh, Dr. Eric Selvig is taken into a shield facility where Nick Fury opens up a briefcase and asks him to study a mysterious cube-shaped object that he calls the Tesseract, which Fury says may hold untold power. An invisible Loki prompts Selvig to agree, and he does. This was spooky for me. First of all, yeah. I was again bummed that Nick Fury doesn't open with I walk in the Valley of the Shepherd. <laughs> We're never gonna get there. So there's still no Pulp Fiction reference, even though every single time we spoke with you, then I gotta keep an eye out for it. Um, I will but, say, give it a. I will say, just for your comfort and like you sitting there anxiously <laughs> waiting for it, it, just give it a couple movies. Okay. okay. I will. <laughs> I don't say want also, you. I don't want you watching the Avengers, which Nick Fury is in most of, and just being like, "When's it gonna say the thing?" <laughs> Where's Uma Thurman? Um, 
Yeah, okay, so I watched, I was watching this, like, late last night, to the point where I was, like, maybe a little bit delirious, and, like, seeing that Loki was maybe having some sort of influence on Selvig was creepy as heck, and gave me goosebumps, and I was actually for, like, if I was in the theaters watching this movie, I think I would be, like, turning to my buddies, like, It is a quite a twist. I mean, it's that old thing of, and this is definitely a criticism of Marvel movies, uh, is that they can't kill anybody, or they mm. like keep keep teasing killing people, and then they never actually yeah kill people. This was like five minutes earlier. You see Loki let go and fall into the recesses yes. of a wormhole in space, and five minutes later, oh, he's fine, and he's got a new evil plan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. but it also made me like want to rewatch the the beginning of it and just like pay, pay closer attention to the to the Stellan Skarsgård scenes because I was like, it, has he been doing this the whole time or no? Uh, no, he is not. Okay, uh, okay this cool. is new, uh, and this is teasing uh, the Avengers, uh, which okay. is the next time you'll see Loki and Thor and Eric right. Selvig. So a couple and things. Hawkeye. Sure. Hot boy. Sweet. Okay. Couple things. I want to know how this movie did at the box office. What Marvel comic universe? What are, What do you guys call them? Commies. Um, what the com What the commies <laughs> think about it? What do the commies think? And then um, we should wrap it up and then discuss uh, our next installment. Yes. Uh, so this film cost $150. Uh, $150. <laughs> <laughs> Really oh my cheap. word the 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 work that they did on this an unbelievable picture like you could you had your opinion of it before but now that you know it was made for 150 dollars that's wow. chump change baby 150 million dollars and it made 449 million dollars in the box office so pretty big uh pretty big hit um pretty big return on investment if i do yes. say so myself uh, uh, you would be correct um my dad would be really proud of me for using a term like roi on this podcast hope he's listening <laughs> hey hi hi mr lod <laughs> we have hi, some mr. net profit baby you got some net profit on thor um <laughs> listen here okay i don't i mean i don't know a lot about uh, I'll, I'll be fully honest comic book wise i haven't read a lot of thor um okay. so i don't know a ton about whether it was like super comic accurate i think it was there's a uh, people love asgard they think that the the depiction of asgard was really really good it was supposed to be this ornate city the rainbow bridge uh it's one of those things that i think a lot of comic book fans were like i never thought i would see fucking heimdall in a movie yeah and here okay. he is uh sitting in front of me uh uh a black man too, because I don't know if you know about Norse mythology, not any, they're all white. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, a race bent casting, which fucking Idris Elba. Yeah, put him in everything. He's incredible. Cast him, cast him as Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would watch the shit out of that. Uh, I also just watched The Suicide Squad. Oh, I do want to talk about The Suicide Squad in a second, but sure. um, these movies are really like white so far, but some really key like, you're, there's no going back. The plot is forever changed. Has to do with these like really wonderful black actors, and I yeah. really would just love to see some more diversity in these movies because there's just not 
It's just not there right now. Well, don't you worry, because we have Black Panther coming in like 16 movies. <laughs> Great. That one movie. The one movie. Awesome. Um, they definitely do. There is definitely more diversity as these films move on. Not necessarily in the leads. There is a pretty famous uh, quote that it took. They have three white Chris's. Oh, in, yeah. in these franchises, leading male, uh, films before they had a, a woman or a woman of color or you know, a, a man of color. Like, yeah, it is. I think. And I think that's comic book history is pretty yeah. white. I mean, it was made even even something like X-Men, which was like distinctly about the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Yeah. It's still like Wolverine's white. Uh, right. Professor X is white. Magneto's white. But, you know, it's a. I think. Uh, I think my graduating eighth grade class also had three white Chris's in it, potentially. <laughs> and they all got their own Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, um, so let's. So I know that Suicide Squad is DC Comics, right? Yeah, the Suicide Squad came out recently as DC Comics. Idris Elba is the lead in that movie, and I watched it, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good. Movie. I think I need to. I actually think I might start watching. I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, I think I might go <laughs> watch a Batman movie or two, but not Batman and Robin. Why you don't want to like... see the Ice Giant, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> actually, actually, I do. Actually, more than anything, I think I just want to see Uma Thurman, just like as a femme fatale. Is that who oh, that is? That who is? She is yes. I do want to just straight up uh, say that my one of my hardcore uh, uh, opinions is that I think Batman and Robin is one of the better comic book movies ever made. It oh. feels super comic booky. It's okay. super campy. Yeah, it's dumb as hell, and there's a lot of shit in it that you can make fun of because it is stupid and bad. But so yeah. is uh, all of these things. All yeah. of these things are stupid and bad. Thank you for listening to the podcast about Marvel. Uh, <laughs> no, they're like uh, the Suicide Squad, uh, it's, a, it's a whole fucking story, but they made a Suicide Squad movie a couple years ago that was just a piece of shit. Yeah. It was really like, I mean, it was heavily studio edited. I didn't think the basis was really there. It was really rushed production wise and it was just a bad movie. Um, yeah. And so they hired... James Gunn to do like a soft reboot and James Gunn cool. made the Guardians of the Galaxy movies uh, okay. so we'll see him so there seems to be some crossover here Little, then yeah, with Idris Elba and directors and okay and that's There's okay. Only so many that's actors, okay with you guys. But, that's okay yeah. with the with the commies. I don't think the commies are mad at Idris Elba for getting his bag okay. uh, both DC and uh, Marvel. Do you have to can you tell me who your favorite Batman is? Who's my favorite Batman? Yeah. Oh. I uh, it, Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman. He does the voice of Batman in the Batman animated series and the Arkham uh, video games. Uh, he's the one I grew up with, and I just think that he does the best job with the character for live action ones. Um, it's a hard choice. I think I think Michael Keaton probably okay. is my favorite. Um, I think Christian Bale w was not good. Oh, as okay. I think those movies are the best Batman movies, but I don't think he's a good Batman. Okay. And I will shout out Ben Affleck, uh, even though uh, I think that those movies are terrible. Yeah. The Zack Snyder uh, ones that he's in, he he does a good enough job. But uh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely not George Clooney or Val Kilmer. Uh, I was gonna say I know that tier. Val Kilmer is one of them. Yes. And I think I just wanted to like sound cool by saying I know who Val Kilmer is. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I, I really wanted to like George Clooney as Batman, but, uh, that, that's one of those movies that's like a bad movie, even yeah. Batman and Robin. Oh yeah. 
I get it and I understand it, but I think that people people shit on it too much because they were looking for like what Tim Burton was doing, which was like a darker yeah. Batman. But Batman is campy as fuck. If you're gonna do Poison Ivy and yeah. Mr. Freeze, yeah, you should have him spouting off puns and shit. It's fun and funny and goofy and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was I don't one of those it. like I really don't hate it. I think it's those great. that was one of the VHS movies we had growing up that I like could reach on the shelves. So I remember seeing it a <laughs> few and times. And, and yeah, I remember I'm... like being very intrigued but scared by Bane in that movie. Oh, like yeah. it was weirdly like I'm sweating it's and uncomfortable gross. watching him. But like, am I also? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting big and muscly. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess overall thoughts on Thor. I um, if you asked me two hours ago, I would have said it kind of sucked. But I actually think I, I, I pretty, I enjoyed this for what it was. Um, yeah. It wasn't an Oscar winner, but um, I loved the cast. I thought the story was like whatever, but like it was fun to watch. I did sure. not realize that it was two hours. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's yeah. I mean, and two hours is crisp, uh, you know, yeah. in this in this movie series. Oh, we're gonna get to Endgame. That movie's three hours long. It, I I did like it. I, I I hadn't watched it in a while. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's a little ugly CGI wise. I will say. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about that. Very green screen. There's so many the, the the at the end when he's standing with his dad and there's like Asgard in the background. It looks so bad. And I. Yeah. yeah there's a couple moments here like the the destroyer was very cool and very good cgi but um yeah it's a little a little dated cgi wise yeah. but it's a it's fun it's fine it is a little self-serious knowing what thor becomes in future movies uh yeah i do kind of prefer the later thor but this was good i thought it was a yeah. pretty solid especially cool. after iron man 2 and the incredible hulk which were yeah. kind of boring kind of boring Are we movies. like is this now that I've gotten the first four out of the way sure. are people are, are people going to start saying like oh that's a good one because the last four well actually maybe not Iron Man so much as the Incredible Hulk and Thor people yeah. are like oh yikes sorry I guess you got to get through those ones first but are people going to start liking these movies that I'm going to tell them I'm watching yeah no absolutely there's okay. they I think they get better with time uh definitely they hit a peak somewhere in the middle and um yeah it's they get better they're, they get cleaner. This It becomes like a, and it does kind of become sort of machine-like and coggy, which a lot of people complain about and think that it, it makes it like less artistic or whatever, but um, it just makes it more cohesive. It just makes yeah. it less, okay, we're not going to hire a director to shoot yeah. it on its side. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. So okay. what's cool. next? What's our next movie? Our next movie is Captain America colon the first Avenger uh, starring Chris Evans with uh, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Hugo Weaving and oh gosh, who else is in the movie? Uh, what's her name? Haley Atwell. Um, as I don't know many of those names. I know the first two. I don't know the second two. Okay, well, uh, you'll get to know him. And um, Captain America, thoughts about yeah, uh, what do I know about? Yeah, what do I know about Captain America? Um, that is not Brie Larson. That's Captain Marvel, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. yep. Right. Uh, <laughs> good start. So far, so good. <laughs> um, is this the one that, like, he's like a 1940s chap? Like, he's like a young boy, nice, fine, yes. World War II fighter, fighter boy? Okay. Yeah. That's honestly, that is all I know. I anticipate that it's going to be a little bit like that, maybe a 1940s style movie. That sounds cool. It does um, take place in the 1940s. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
that's honestly, that's really all I know. I've been trying to kind of avoid learning about these things and trying to go into them with like, no, uh, well, first of all, I've been starting to get a lot more Instagram ads for Marvel things and like, <laughs> yeah, the, the algorithm has found you uh, yeah, and it will not know release its, uh, its, its chokehold. Yes. Um, so I've been getting like a lot of like, uh, the widow movie. What's it? Black widow. Yeah. Okay. So I've been getting a lot of ads Scarlett for that. Johansson. Trying, trying to scroll through. And, um, <laughs> there was also, didn't ScarJo just have like a little run in with Disney plus too? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson recently sued Disney uh, because mm -hmm. uh, a part it was a breach of contract suit due to Black Widow. A percentage of what she was supposed to make on Black Widow was box office earnings, and because Disney did a simultaneous theatrical and Disney, Disney Plus, Plus release, release, she's not seeing any of that Disney Plus money, None and so Disney she cash. is. They didn't. Uh, they didn't renegotiate the contract to include some revenue for her there. I think it's. I think it's good. I, I'm on Scarjo's side. I will never yeah, be on the totally. side of a major corporation. Uh, breach a contract. Uh, get your bag. I yeah. don't really care about multimillionaires, but this seems like a labor dispute, and yeah, uh, I'm on the she side should... of the laborer. She's the talent. She's she's what gets the butts in the seats, whether those seats are in a theater or on a couch watching Disney Plus. And your hands in a bag of Doritos. Um <laughs> wait, also wait, Scarjo has also had some uh shady casting in the past though. Is that yeah, does that have to there, do with Marvel or is that a different No, thing? that was a couple she did a couple films where she uh she was cast at, she did ghost in the shell which is a uh which is a pretty famous anime uh oh, and she got okay. cast in it rather than you know an asian actress uh it was around the time emma stone did something similar right uh, where that's she what played I remember. a character whose last name was like go or something like, okay. like you know, uh and it's like wait a minute <laughs> yeah because um you're the whitest person yeah. you're emma stone look at yeah. how big your blue eyes are you white I was the reason I remember this because Michael Che always makes fun of Colin Jost for this on Saturday Night Live on yes. Weekend Update. Yeah. Yes, it's a good it's a good bit, but it is not related to Marvel. Okay, so cool, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, we rambled a little bit there, but next week we're going to be talking Captain America, uh, Chris Evans. For, for the folks at home, hope you're watching these alongside us. Most of them are on Disney Plus. If you have the capability to watch. Much more fun if you know what we're talking about and not just listening through the Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> next week, we are discussing Captain America. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll see you on the flip side there. Maisie, uh, goodbye. To goodbye, the people. Tim. <laughs> goodbye, Maisie. Yeah. How do you end an episode? Fuck. What? How oh. do you end an episode? <laughs> I don't the end bye bye you must carry madame zaroni up the mountain <laughs>The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod. And if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. 
You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624 and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.